Hello, I'm the Pink Phantom, and this is my podcast. Join me as I delve into the world of games and gaming, and especially old school RPGs. Together, let's voyage into the astral realm and check out my Phantom Thought. In this episode, we're going to start off with some feedback from Jason from the Nerds RPG Variety Cast and Joe from the Hindsightless Podcast. And then we're going to go into some thoughts I have on the story that the dice can tell if you let them. I would also like to thank Goblin's Henchman from the commentary he provided on episode 39, Enter the Dragon, on Discord. Thank you so much. I always love feedback. Hey, Jason here. Just listened to episode 40, Dragon Fight post game. You are tougher on yourself than I would have been on you. You did a great job. I thought you, you did a pretty great job playing both sides fairly. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't beat yourself up at all. And it, it was great. It was great hearing your thought process behind it all. I really enjoyed that as well. So keep up the great work. And I'm excited to see what comes next. Yo, Phantom, dude, I really, really, really enjoyed both the Enter the Dragon episode plus the analytical episode that just came out right now as I'm recording this. It was awesome, dude. I listened to the whole thing. I think you were a little hard on yourself, man, as far as the grades go. I would have given you higher marks than that many Cs. I would have given you more Bs for sure. Um, yeah, that was just awesome. I'm glad you had fun. I love that it sparked your imagination with these characters and where, where do they go from here? Where do they come from? Like that's, that's, that's for me, that's the joy of these games. I love building characters. I love coming up with fun builds and cool challenges and stuff. But when I really get down to brass tacks, it's, it's the imagination of, who are these people? Where do they come from? What are they doing now? Like you said, they just killed the dragon. They are first level and they just killed the dragon. People are going to eventually hear about that. They got a horde to deal with now. Just really good stuff, man. Anyway, thanks for doing that. That was one hell of a run. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later. Peace out. Thanks for the kind words, fellas. I guess possible I was a little too hard on myself. I guess I probably tend that way. You're always your own worst critic, right? <laughs> but as far as the way the the system I deal with the system, it's been a long time. So you know, getting a, a C for using a system you haven't picked up in years is not terrible. And I will say this was by far my most extensively edited episode. Missing die rolls that should have taken place, uh, misinterpreting die rolls. That was a hit. No, it's not. That's a miss. No, it's not. Things like that. And some of those things still made it through even after all that editing. So as far as execution, it was probably still about right at grade. I didn't change any die rolls or anything, but where necessary, I added die rolls or reinterpreted them as I realized I'd made a mistake on the rules. But other than that, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. I, the scale is... A tough scale, I guess. I probably could grade myself better, but I sure do appreciate it. I appreciate the feedback. I always appreciate feedback from you guys. So thank you. What I really want to talk about in this episode is the story the dice can tell. Uh, one of the things I didn't do when I did my first level party versus dragon fight was 
I didn't roll for the number of dragons appearing because it was going to be, you know, one huge ancient red dragon against this party. So as part of just trying to flesh out the world it was in with an idea toward maybe taking these characters, see where these characters go from now going forward. I did roll for the number of dragons appearing. And I had the idea in my head that if it was more than two, the, the monster manual says if it's two, it's a mated pair. If it's three, it's a mated pair and they're young. And so I said, you know what? We're going to have some dragon eggs in there just because I think that would be, you know, exciting, especially if, you know, if you, if you roll that high, well, what if the other dragon comes back to defend its eggs and that sort of thing? And so I rolled and I got a three. And then I got to thinking, in the, in the monster manual, it says that the different types of dragons don't really get along, especially the metallic dragons with the chromatic dragons, because one set is good and one set is evil. I said, but what if it's a mated pair of a different kind? That would be interesting. And what would that mean for the eggs? Since it was three, I said, there's going to be two eggs instead of one sub-adult as the third one. And, you know, would it be a mixed pair? Would it be a thing like that? But then I also got thinking, well, or it could be a situation where the red dragon came and took away a nesting place from another dragon. So it could go either way. And then you have, you know, is it the eggs of the first dragon, the eggs of the second dragon, the eggs of one each? And so I thought that was an interesting idea. I didn't think it was a high probability. So I said, okay, it's going to be 1% to 5%. It's two dragons, and the red dragon chased the other one off. Six to ten percent, it's a mated pair, but they're different different types of dragons. And then the other ninety percent is it's just exactly what the book says. It's a mated pair of red dragons. And so I rolled the dice, and it came up five percent. So the red dragon chased off another dragon. So then I rolled then I rolled randomly on the as as the monster manual suggests for type of dragon and size and all that. And it was a small, uh, old gold dragon. So it was a chromatic dragon. And the chromatic dragons have better chance to have magic and stuff. And the gold dragons have an opportunity to have actual spell books. So it's not just they know this handful of spells, but they have spell books. And that's what happened. Rolling the dice, this dragon had magic. And spell books. So I started rolling up random spells like I did with the player characters to see which spells they knew. And it was interesting. I said the first ones I roll up will be the ones the dragon has memorized when it got chased off. And the dragon really didn't memorize any combat spells. There weren't any spells that they were more utility spells. They were more the kind of spells you would use in just for general purpose. So the idea that that brings to my mind just from those die rolls is that this gold dragon was preparing for a journey. Gold dragons have the ability to polymorph self three times a day. So they could disguise themselves as, you know, another creature and just move around as not being a dragon. That's something that the entry on Bahamut, it says that he does. That he, you know, he wanders around and he'll have these dragons around him that they're also polymorphed, and so you don't know it's him until, you know, you anger him or do something that he feel, feels need reprisal, and then, surprise! So here's a gold dragon 
just kind of going out to investigate this area that's that I've kind of brainstormed. It's kind of an area that's been in turmoil for a long time. And so it's getting ready for this journey and not ready for really ready for combat, counting on going to be traveling among kind of lesser beasts, lesser beings than itself. So its dragon abilities will be more than enough. And then here comes this huge ancient red dragon that shows up and the dragon gets hit a couple of times and then has to take off because the option is to die because it's just not prepared for this kind of a battle. So that raises the possibility of once word gets out, the red dragon's dead. Maybe the gold dragon comes back to reclaim its lair. Or maybe the dragon has been out doing something else. Or maybe the dragon has died somewhere else. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. It's, you know, again, it's the tail of the dice. The other tale I'm getting from the dice ha has potentially to do with the magic in this world. Because like I said, I rolled up spells for the two magic user characters I had. I also rolled up spells that would be in these spell books that the, the characters now have possession of because they're in, they have control of the lair of the gold dragon. And it's interesting that none of these characters just rolling randomly to check, you know, I checked this spell and then rolled the percent. Do they, did they, were they able to learn this spell? None of them, none of these three characters has learned sleep. None of them have learned sleep, which is, you know, a spell that you want to have with you in D and D, especially in the early versions of D and D where it gives you the opportunity as a first level spellcaster, that it's fire and forget and you're getting your one spell you can knock out a whole number of creatures with this sleep spell and give yourself and your party an easier time in combat which at first level is pretty important because you you want to make combat as easy as possible so you know now the question is does sleep even exist in this world is there is there a sleep is it something they would have to research is it something they would have to quest after, to seek ancient knowledge, that sort of thing. So, you know, you always hear about, in especially in OSR circles, which I know a lot of folks are in the Anchorite community, about using random tables and letting the dice tell a story. And I thought that was interesting, a couple of interesting stories that the dice told. And again, most of this was by the book. I invented the role for, you know, dr dragons, a different different kinds of dragons being paired up in one way or another but it was a very low percent but the dice the dice did what they were going to do so that was really what i wanted to talk about was the story you can get from the dice what the dice can tell you can still use your your imagination all you know setting up for that dice roll was setting up for my imagination what does this world look like what kind of situation have the player characters got themselves into ranging through some possibilities? And that's something I'm going to do going forward is looking at other potential possibilities. How does this world work out as well as just making decisions, which is, you know, exercising those game master mu muscles, right? That's what you want to do. So that was what I wanted to share for today. What are your thoughts on how much, how the story, the dice tip could, can tell how inspired are you by some of the dice rolls you get uh you know what do you think of telling the story with the dice versus hey i've got some cool ideas let's 
put them in here where they might incorporate and they might not, depending on what the PCs do. Let me know. And that's it for this episode of Phantom Thoughts. I love feedback. If you would like to comment, there's lots of different ways for you to do it. First, you can go to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash phantom thoughts and leave a voice message. Or you can send an email or attach a voice message to an email and send it to phantomthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. You can call into my Google Voice line at 864-209-1441. You can send me a message on SpeakPipe at www.speakpipe.com slash phantomthoughts. You can also contact me on Discord. I am the Pink Phantom number 9782. So please let me hear from you. Thank you for listening and have a good day. Links to contact information and topics covered in this podcast can be found in the show notes. The opening music for this episode was Strength of the Titans, and the closing music is Late Night Radio, both by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Goodbye. <laughs>